I want to fight. I want to yell. And our voices are powerful, but this is the best time to use them. So while you're at home, while you're on your way to the protest, you feel listen to my black ass talk, okay? Okay. The people who hate me because of my color have been loud as fuck lately during this pandemic. And I have this tequila and Moscato with my system. I'm ready to be loud, okay? Yes. I, but I've been writing this script for the past three weeks because I, I really didn't know what to say. Every day, it was some different shit. And there's been a lot of feelings. But it's our responsibility as a black community to speak up, to protect each other, and when necessary, fight to be heard. And 400 years of black death have left us with some lifelong trauma. Shit. And a lot of us have felt this pressure. Like, it's something I can't describe. But we we haven't dealt with it. Some of us have dealt with it, but I personally haven't. It's something I'm working with now. We, we've been open to healing, community bonding, therapy, all that. But every time another innocent black person is murdered... The wound feels reopened and my heart gets broken and colder. But sharing, the thing is, sharing black death is a virtual traumatization chamber. I've seen too many videos on social media that I'm just numb. And I'm like, there are more effective ways to spread the word of the folks who have passed away. Like, I see people who protesting in the streets but don't know the stories of the folks who've passed away. They got a Black Lives Matter protest. They got a Black Lives Matter sign, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, "Can you name the person who was just killed recently?" He can't name nobody. I didn't seen it all. Okay, like Black Lives Matter has become a movement uh, where people can push their own agendas within the movement. Like the people who we lost. Ahmaud Aubrey, Rihanna Taylor, George Floyd, just a few, just to name, Sean Reed, Tony McDade, Ryan Twyman. There's so many freaking names I can just come off with top of my head. Honestly, we can honor and respect without showing their last moments. Like, my thing is reposting the images of black death is what the racists want from us. It's what white people want from us. They want us to re us to keep posting black folks dying till we get numb and we become sitting ducks. Cause honestly, if social media was around in the nineteen fifties, that would have been all our ancestors. Like and sometimes the stories when I hear the stories about the black folks who get murdered by the police. They get so close to me. They get so close to my home that I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, when am I next? But at this point, I feel like everybody should know that systematic oppression has always been around. In the schools, the prisons, the courts, you name it. The problems of racial inequality never left and they've always been disguised under a different moniker. You know what the police force was before? The slave patrol. So I'm team abolished the police because the prison system is just modern day slavery. Like there's reading, there's so much knowledge to know about this. I don't mess with that shit. There's other methods. I'll share resources on the really grown shit page. But looking back, I was 15 
when the Black Lives Matter movement started. It's 2020 and I'm a whole ass adult now. The stories get more personal and personal and I've been holding my mouth for so long. Bitch, I got time today, okay? The government didn't kept me in this house too long, all right? But the only thing I can do, seem to do, is just sit here with my bong, right? And watch Avatar, wishing that we had some legend to come and end racism. But fairy tales don't exist here. Several months in quarantine, I've felt restless. A strong degree to do something. I don't know what. And nothing I can do can occupy my time. It doesn't feel satisfying. You know, I've protested. I've shared the post on Instagram. I've talked to friends. It's, I don't know. I don't know. My soul is tired. Even though I always, even though I don't look it, I'm mad every day. I fight for my brothers and sisters who can't get up. For those who can't speak up. And we are in a revolution where we gotta stay woke at all times, right? But every day I open my phone and I consume some media. It's chaotic. And it's harmful. In return, this stunts my ability to move forward. Then I want to take a rest day and relax. And I see people protesting outside. And I'm like, damn, I need to be out there in them streets. But then I'm like, nope, you need to recover for the bigger battles coming ahead. So my energy is getting kind of back and forth, right? But I read this article the other day by Deepa Iyer. And she breaks down how in movements, in crisis really, you go to what you know best. And I just felt like this really applied to really grown shit because I've always been talking about you're finding your space and figuring out your position. So this just relates to everything I've been talking about. She says, in our lives and as part of the movement and organizations, many of us play different roles in pursuit of equity, liberation, inclusion, and justice. Now, some of us are frontline responders who quickly and ably transition into rapid response mode instinctively and organize resources, networks, messages. Some motherfuckers can do that. While some of us are healers who tend to the individual and intergenerational traumas of white supremacy, racism, colonialism, capitalism, patriarchy, and nativism. Okay? Then you got your storytellers and your artists who are Binding the past and the present, channeling the histories and experiences of our ancestors to shed light on what is possible today. Some of us are natural bridge builders who can work across divisions with patience and compassion. Some of us are proud disruptors who can speak up and take action, especially when it's uncomfortable and risky. While some of us are caregivers who can provide nourishment to organizers, exude concern and love, and create a community of care. Then you have your visionaries who have the ability to find, articulate, and reconnect us to our North Star, even when we cannot clearly see the sky, while others are builders who actively develop the ideas, the structures, and the scaffolding for our organizations and movements. But... Not all of us can or should play these roles. 
we might find ourselves falling into different roles depending on personal and external circumstances. Or we might be observers and supporters from society from time to time. Um, but an effective, healthy, sustainable social change ecosystem requires different actors to play these roles, and often at different times. And I'll probably like put more resources about this article on the page as well. But I've all, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Just questions. Questions I've always asked, and I've never had the answers to, right? So... R.I.P. Dorothy Proctor, that's my grandma. She told me, she always said, a hard head makes a soft, makes a soft ass. And I'm sitting here and I'm just like, we've been really roughing and toughing for 400 years, right? So why don't we give our oppressors a taste of their own medicine? Like, I ain't heard no stories about nobody running into a white supremacy meeting with a blower and just doing the damn thing. Okay, like, maybe we need to absorb white culture since they love ours so much. Figure out a way to use it against them. I don't fucking know. But imagine if we had some scientists that could create opioids from coffee. Fuck all them bitches who go to Starbucks. I don't know. I don't know. Like, y'all have to understand that I'm naturally petty. And I want to throw hands, but creatively, like, I feel like there's, like, other ways I can do besides just slapping a bitch. Like, I'm just like, there's other things I can do, right? <laughs> but my mom, she always says that I'm, like, the, mo- the, M- the MDP, the most dangerous but valuable player. You only use me when you have to. Because when I, when I come out, I'm, ten to- I'm all toes in. You hear me? Like... I can't provide you with the absolute answer, but I'm just presenting options. And all I know is that we've been too damn peaceful. I love the looters. Keep on looting. Y'all call it looting. I call it reparations. I'm looking at the hood niggas right now. Like, what are y'all doing? I'm seeing how this pandemic has caused some gangs to come together and squash beef. I don't know. I've just seen like one video, but that's about it. But I'm sitting here, I'm like, that's the first step. We we have to come together to get rid of the biggest gang in America, the motherfucking police, okay? Because then I asked a question while the ghetto bird flies over my house. How do you work with a system that was not designed for you? The first thing that comes into mind is to tear it down and make it your own. Or just be nice and make your own, right? But we've come to a space where we cannot rely on black faces and white spaces. You like how that rhymed? It's so cute. We've seen those who've infiltrated the broken system. And they fall victim. Shit. To God be glory, because I can't get you out, okay? Like, I see so many people, they done, got, they done became police officers, and they come to fix the system. But then when you come in the system, you figure out, oh, we can work with it. No, 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 no. Because this is what happened, this is what happened. Those who get out, those who actually get out, and are ready to share the truth, they get taken away from us, okay? Like Christopher Dorner, for example, all right? That nigga set the trend 
2013. And for those of you who do not know, he was a terminated LAPD officer who lost his job for filing a report against his partner for using excessive force in an arrest. His partner was a white woman who was able to turn the department against him. And after losing everything, he sought revenge on the department that he thought he could trust. The department slandered his name. The department made him lose everything. And if you know the rest of the story, you know what the fuck happens. Cops will do their own brothers dirty. Okay? So to all my niggas thinking they can work with the system, Chile, it's time to switch careers. You know you got other options. You know you had other operations. And speaking of careers, a lot of these celebrities, they've been speaking about the injustice. And, you know, everybody with a voice don't need to speak. Okay? If you give an Uncle Tom a platform, all the coonery comes out. All these niggas with money, they just need to be out in the streets just protesting. Okay? We just need the bodies. We just need the bodies and the money and the pockets. Okay? Like... Use your followings to a change, to make a change, okay? There are people sacrificing their lives. People who out here know who are asymptomatic to coronavirus. And they could be passing off to their families, going out to protest. But you want to stay in your house because Hollywood ain't open up yet. And you want to tweet a few tweets about police brutality is bad. Okay, okay. But at the same time, I'm like, all these coons need to catch the coronavirus. Maybe while they're quarantined, they can educate themselves before hopping on social media and committing career suicide again. Like, to be honest, a couple of my favorite celebrities, I'll admit, I do. I did like Trina. I did like Shameik Moore. I did like, what's that motherfucker, T.I.? I was a fan. But now I'm just like, oop. I can't associate. That's none of my business because I'm a smart black woman, okay? And my thing is this. You have to be in some fucked up shit to understand the world is fucked up. So I just be sitting here. I'm just like, listen, maybe they'll take a time. Maybe they'll take this time to learn. I don't know shit. But what I can say is privilege is an illness. Ignorance is an illness. Minding your business is not going to work anymore. I'm a firm believer in action and speak louder than words. You know, the Twitter finger shit. Nah, cut that shit out because Trump was over here trying to regulate social media. So, nigga, we might have to go back to meeting up at churches and hair salons and shit like they was doing in the 1960s. I don't know. But this is the thing. I'm such a... I'm rooting for everybody black, but... I can't do that no more because all skin folk and kin folk. And it's really hard to really root for everybody black when y'all don't support black women enough. Yeah, said it. I'm screaming all black lives matter to the top of my lungs. And I'm going back and forth with transphobic hotep niggas in the sunken place of white pussy. And it's really sad. It's really sad. I've really seen it all. I've seen everything. But I'm speaking intensive Ubuntu, which means I am because we are. Um, we tend to shame folks because of their pure coonery. 
and stupidity. But we need to acknowledge that many of us have not been exposed to a certain level of higher education. They may have displayed ignorance towards systematic oppression, racism. We can't stand them. But that's family. So then you gotta ask yourself, are you gonna help them do better? Or are you gonna let them be ignorant in peace? What you gonna do? Well, not being able to educate yourself is not an excuse to be ignorant. Because everything is on a public Google Drive link on Twitter somewhere, you might as well educate yourself. But then again, if you want to go back and forth with some bullshit, then do you, boo. I, like, I've seen dumbass people say some, say some reckless shit, and I've just said, you know what? I'm going to just send you the link. I ain't even going to say nothing. <laughs> if I, like, literally, that's all I do. And I give people grace. A lot of grace. Because I was once ignorant. I was once ignorant. And it took me some time, it took me some time, but I picked up a book, you know? We can all self-educate, and even in the absence of information, you show empathy. But you know what I can't show empathy for? You niggas that love to cook out, okay? First off, first off, first, first, first off, first off. Let me take a sip. Hold on. Oh, 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 oh. What the fuck we got this imaginary cookout? I don't know. But I don't see it as a place where we trying to bring community together. We are inviting folks to participate in our own cultural space. Because society claims to be post-racial. So we say everybody who likes black culture is welcome to the cookout. But they don't bring food to the cookout. But really, if they do bring food to the cookout, it looks like an office potluck. So, we have to expect the unexpected. You might have 20 folks, or you might get 50. It's a stay ready mentality, you know? And then, everybody who comes to the cookout always want to take food home. Or, your guests might like the food so much, they start asking the cook, How can I recreate this at home? Hmm? What do I have to do? And somebody nice ass tell them the recipe or tells them to Google this, right? Then they try it out at home. Then they make it the way they like it. Then they tell Chad, Becky, Ricky, Tom, Dick, Harry, Henry, Thelma, Joe, Louise all together. And they had their own cookout called a potluck. The Caucasity. You know what? I've really seen this shit all, all happen. Right? No, I was not the nice person. I was the motherfucker to the side that didn't say shit. (laughs) But anyways, you might have somebody who might come back to the cookout and tries to contribute. But guess what? It ain't it, okay? The macaroni and cheese got too many eggs. The greens ain't clean enough. The Kool-Aid don't got enough sugar. Like, what? So this is just a reminder that if you get invited to the black culture... Don't overstay your welcome because black culture is really just how you present it, okay? Like, black culture is not based off of the food we eat, the dances that we do. In hindsight, it's really the community we build together through shared experiences, 
that's really what it is. But then again, you really wouldn't understand it if you're not black. And my thing is this. If I can't move in and out of your culture, what makes you think you can move in and out of mine? Hmm. This is a call to action to the allies, the non-blacks. Your silence speaks volumes. I've seen that a lot on my Twitter. And I'm asking for more support. Because my thing is this. If you think it's easy to support Black Lives Matter as an ally, shit. You need to put in a little bit more work, honey boo-boo. All right? Read some more literature. Educate yourself. Because I'm sitting here, I'm like, if y'all the same niggas that wanted to come, I'm excuse my French, the same people that wanted to come to the cookout, then you better be at these protests. You better be at these marches. You need to step your plate up, okay? Since we done created this term of allyship, people feel like there's a bare minimum for what you have to do. Plot twist, there is no bare minimum for allyship. You either 10 toes in or you get to stepping, okay? Black and POC are not interchangeable, okay? All of y'all N-word users are going to get exposed, okay? At first, I used to be like, all respectability politics, okay? I said it in my freshman year story. Like, how I was like, I really didn't want to, but... I really didn't want to slap that white girl, but I knew I had to. It was just all my might. But, shit. Fuck respectability politics. They ain't never respected us. Listen, Blueface really said something when he said, Ooh, I'm finna get disrespectful. A lot of white rappers, bloggers, comedians, executives, they didn't really say shit until we called them all out. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you not being vocal about the community and the culture you steal and profit from on a daily basis? My cracker, are you kidding me? Oh, I need another drink. The nerve. And with all this going on, we are still in a pandemic, okay? And they want to open the city up. Mm, I don't know. I just find it funny how... We have 35 million people unemployed, and they can't give us another stimulus check. Shit, I ain't even got my first one. I'm hoping they even give me one. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, people are over here really sacrificing. At this point, we all like, I ain't got nothing to lose. Nigga, the government ain't paid my ass. I ain't working. What else I got to lose? Well, I could get sick, but then again... Am I about to sacrifice my health? That's what, I feel like that's what people's heads are at. They're like, I don't know. I have lots to lose, but am I really about to get sick over this shit? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I said, we have other people who can fight in the front lines. Not everybody has to be out in the streets. There are people who are writing stories to even present possible solutions. There are folks who are healers who are healing the folks who are coming back from the front lines. Like, everybody has their own part to play in the revolution. The movement is strong. You know, you just got to join along. That's really it. And my thing is this. I'm really sitting here and I'm like, as soon as we stop protesting, we didn't really stop protesting, but like, as soon as the really heavy protest died down, everybody want to open their cities back up. I'm like, hmm, 
and act like everything all normal. My thing is this. Black Lives Matter is not just a little spirit week. It's some shit that we've been fighting for since the dawn of time, you know. Even though we got intro- I got introduced to the movement when I was 15, I've been knowing Black Lives Matter since the day I hopped up to fuck my mother's womb, okay? I've been to this shit. And I'm a black woman who's tired of fighting. I'm not saying that I want to give up, okay? But we do so much already. Okay, I'm sick of having to broadcast my exhaustion. I'm sick of folks asking me why we matter. I'm mad. My mom's mad. My ancestors are mad. And folks and folks expect me to get happy when a cop kneels in solidarity. Nigga, that's the first move we pulled down. We kneeled. Kaepernick kneeled. And that was the kryptonite for the white folks. That don't phase me. And when a cop kneels, you're supposed to attack that man down. What the hell? Like, shit. Why ain't nobody just arrested a police officer themselves? That is the question I've really been asking. You can buy handcuffs from the sex store. Nigga, y'all go there and get everything else except handcuffs? Really? Like, oh. Y'all are not thinking. Smart. Enough. Come on. Come on. Come on. (laughs) The fact that we had to make a Black Lives Matter slogan because we are being brutally killed because of our skin color, it's actually tiresome. Okay? But I'm grateful. I'm grateful where the movement has got us. Okay? Like, it's got public attraction, especially for the social media generation. Like, I don't know about you, but... If we were living in the times of our ancestors with social media still doing, like, mail order shit, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's something we just have to put in practice. But the movement has gotten us somewhere, but it's now a low-key marketing scheme, okay? Like, all these companies will put those three little words, Black Lives Matter, put that on a fucking company page and think that's proper allyship. Nope. Support black businesses. Okay? Like, some of us tend to stray away from black-owned businesses because, oh, they prices is high. They prices is high. Well, the thing is that a lot of the other companies who had cheaper prices, they used slave labor. Okay? So, support black-owned businesses so we can recycle the black dollar, so we can eventually have our own black governments, okay? That is how it works. That is how you do it, all right? Second of all, the Moscato was coming in, so now I have more things on my head. What else is going on is that we have a lot of people realizing that they have a voice, including myself. (laughs) But at the same time, who's coming together to share the microphone? When we share the microphone, that's when solutions actually happen, okay? Like, I'm sitting here and I'm probably one of the few podcasters you listen to that has had to share their opinion on all the shit that's transpiring. Especially with me living in Inglewood, California, right next door to all the shit happening in Los Angeles, right? And you're hearing my voice, you're hearing other voice, you're hearing other people speak. Everyone got their own individual take on what's going on. 
right? And you're sitting here and it's like, whose voice do I listen to the most? Whose voice can I gravitate, right? But instead of us fighting for voices to listen to, we need to work together as podcasters. We need to work together as creatives, as influencers, because we work stronger with numbers. We work stronger when united, okay? Same thing with the protest. All these small individual protests, they're not syncing up. It feels like I'm club hopping, okay? And the effect isn't as strong as we think it is. Like, for example, I remember the first day, I went protesting on June 1st, the first day, first day of June. And I was like, there's one protest at 11 o'clock in the Mert Park. We're going to march around Crenshaw, right? Okay. Then, then we went to downtown LA to just go protest out in the streets, right? It's all these small protests and I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, so Who's really making action here? Y'all are just doing, it's okay to disrupt, but if you're going to disrupt, you have to disrupt with a tent. You can't just be doing reckless shit out there because you're like, you're taking a free pass to be reckless. This is not the purge. This is not what the films, what the movies, what you wanted. No, this is real life, baby. This is real life. If you're going to protest on a day, you start in the morning. Fuck all your other requirements. But I've been seeing people go to the march for five minutes and go to work. They have their work clothes on at the protest. And the protest say we're all black. I'm not shaming. I'm really not shaming the folks who do that. But I'm just saying, when you come into these situations, you have to put your all. Don't half-ass. That's it. That's it. I'm not even complaining. It's just like something I've seen. And I'm just bringing awareness. That's what I do. But I I also say this, if you don't know how to protest, don't be out there. Some of y'all see this as an opportunity to catch up with your friends that you ain't seen post-corona, okay? Some of y'all don't know how to keep up with chants. Y'all want to stop in the middle of marching, just take photos with your homegirls, like, Black Lives Matter, yeah, woo, cool, 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 like it's the MLK parade, and then you get mad when you get arrested, ma'am, you gotta catch up, you're not supposed to be slow, when I mean 10 toes in, I mean 10 toes in, when they say they spraying tear glass, you run in the opposite direction, boop, boop, cause we not getting that on us, okay, that can kill us, okay, R.I.P. to that one homegirl, Bless her heart, bless her heart. She done lost her life. You know, we support our allies who contribute to the cause as well. So, in conclusion, what do we need to do to Shia? Hmm. Y'all keep talking about defund the police, defund the police. But shit, look at education. They've been defunding education for years, okay? Like, some of y'all had the privilege to go to an actual high school, Okay. I went to high school, scratch that, I spent six years of my education. From sixth grade to twelfth grade, I was learning behind a church. I'm grateful, but I faced a lot of obstacles when I actually went to college. So at this point, I say take all the money that they took from educa- from the prison system, put it back in education, and just abolish the police system, okay? Because at we just going to keep going. 
if this is not done, in my opinion, like, I feel like there's other methods, okay? Like, at this point, everybody black needs to stay, needs to stay strapped. Get the get, get the get, get the get, okay? Like, now we have to come together and do something besides marching and looting, okay? I, I, I don't know, that's just... That's just a little revolutionary side of me talking that's tired of doing the same things. Like, I feel like it's a cycle. We do this, and then there's change that happens. But we have a stubborn president. We have Donald Trump in president. Do you really think this nigga, this wigger, this white man, is going to look at history and say, okay, now let me pass a bill that's going to fix this shit? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking... I've been watching a lot of a lot of documentaries on Netflix about the 92 riots that happened in LA, right? Just to know some history about where I'm from, okay? And I'm like, there are niggas who made music about cop killers and fuck the police and the revolution will not be televised and fuck Donald Trump. We ride and we bop that shit every day, but they're really spitting the truth. So my thing is this. I treat music as a literary text. I really, I'm the type of person that actually reads the lyrics. So I read the lyrics and I get the overall message. And I'm like, they spit in facts. So what are we going to do with all these facts? But like I said, everybody going to do what they own thing with the facts. You can use the facts to heal. You could use the facts to tell a story. You could use the facts to make a change. Do what you want. But at the same time, my community, we need rest. We we have sacrificed ourselves for centuries in an endless cycle of, of abuse. We don't owe anybody our precious lives especially during a global pandemic, you know. But in a world that expects us to fight and struggle, our rest is revolutionary. Our mental wellness is more important during these times of trauma and sensory overload. We have to rest during these times as well. So unplug yourself from social media, take an Epsom salt bath, smoke some weed, prepare yourselves to fight another day. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Self-care is a revolutionary act itself. You can mind your business and still be informed at the same time, okay? In the meanwhile, I'll finish up the rest of my little college year breakdowns by the end of June. I'll just have them up by the end of June. Or if I post them up earlier, I'll post. You know, we got some cleaning to do here on a really grown shit page before summer and i'm coming back with a whole new feel but during this time i'm sending you all hugs love and support so shout outs to y'all y'all are great 